Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Daf Shavua as we study Maseches Ksuvos, Daf Mem. We are getting very close to the end of this incredible parak Elul Naaros. Someone asked me this morning a good parak to learn in Maseches Ksuvos. I mean, obviously every parak is good, but I told them uh, Elul Naaros over the summer would be great to learn by Ion. I hope to go a little bit deeper with some of the Inyanim as well that I've uh, marked off in my notes to come back to. We've covered a lot. I want to thank Rabbi Israeli who gave the last two shiurim. We're also uh, about to catch up to the Daf Yomi, the Daf Shavua cycle. I believe would be doing Daf Mem Aleph this week, so we're going to try. I'll be away on part of July, and while I'm away, we will still be having the shiur, and I'll try to uh, catch up one Daf wise. But I, I know everybody is uh, more or less in the parsha. We come back today to uh, some of the issues I actually wanted to discuss earlier in the parak, So Rabbi Israeli did a great setup for me with uh, the bottom of Lama Teslam Bays continuing until the Mishnah on the top of Daf Mem. There's really two different uh, sugyas. There's one sugya of Asei Docha say very briefly presented here, but a very important discussion in the Rishonim on that topic. We'll come back to it in a few minutes. A takeaway, and a number of you asked me these questions, and I said, please, please, hold on, hold on till the end of this parak. What happens in the situation of Rahmal Aslan, a man is Ma'anes uh, a Nara, a man is Ma'anes uh, a woman, even who is uh, not a Nara, right, the Nara is when you get the Kas. So we see that there's a mitzvah saseh of Velosielo Isha that she will belong to him as his wife forever. And there's also a losa say that he's not allowed to uh, get rid of her. Now this sounds, without being philosophical and politically correct, just from a basic uh, Mido's perspective, it sounds rather cruel. Man rapes a woman and he gets to marry her forever. So I told you, you got to hang on. We see over here it's not what's happening. This woman only marries this man if she wants to marry him. Okay, there could be a reason why she wants to marry him. Maybe she's embarrassed. Maybe she's pregnant. She wants to present it as a family. But let's keep in mind what you also learned from this Gemara, bottom of Lamites, going into the top of Dafmem, is let's say she chooses to marry him. She is not stuck with him forever. She's able to initiate uh, divorce proceedings and is able to get out. The question is whether she gets out with the ksuba or she doesn't get out with the ksuba because she gets the, if she was an ara at this point, she would have gotten the 50. So I'm not going to get into the ksuba issue right now, but there's no chiv, there's no chiv. So it's not, you know, I know how you could learn it that way when you read the psukim and the gemara earlier, this woman is not forced to be with this man. Now, what happens is the Gemara wants to see what ends up happening if this woman is a um, person who's usher, let's say a lav, karov, chiv karis, whatever it may be, to marry this uh, man. Rashi presents it as a mamzer. So in that situation, we don't save a low Isha. So the Gemara comes along and asks a very good question. We have a general principle 
that's called Ase Dochelos Ase. It's not as simple as it, it sounds, but the classic case of it, and it's presented here, is there's a prohibition to cut off tsaras. That's a losase. You have to do a bris on the eighth day. What happens, or whenever it's the time to do the bris, if the baby's not well, what happens if there's saras on the makom, on the place that you're going to do the bris? So you still have to do a bris. That's the principle of a positive mitzvah knocks off a negative mitzvah. The concept of Asei Dochelos Asei, in theory, is so strong that it actually uh, pushes the Ramban to make a very radical statement. And it's a statement that I try to reinforce to people over and over again, but not necessarily with the full context. See, Ramban has this principle. He develops it in the comparison between the first Aseris HaDibros that are presented in Parshish Yisrael, and then the Aseris HaDibros as they're presented in Pashas Vashana. It's an Indian of Shabbos. It's Zachar Vishamur. In uh, Pashas Yisro, it's presented as Zachar Shiyom Shabbos Lekhtikadsho. In Pashas Vashanan, we'll come up to relatively soon, it's Shamur. We know that Zachar relates to the Aseis, Shamur to the Los Aseis. Zachar Vashimur Bedibur Echla. Both are important. If you take a poll on the street, which is basically the Ramban says, What's more important, a losase or an ase? Most people would say losase. You know, to violate Shabbos is worse than uh, not making Kiddush on Shabbos. So the Ramban says, not necessarily, without getting into the issues of what's the Ramban and the Reis or Kiddush Aliyah, but just general ases of Shabbos. Let's say eating Shabbos meals, being Mekadesh the Shabbos. Candlelighting, we'll call it as well. What's the rule? So the Ramban says that when you do something positive, that has a greater impact on your relationship with the Rabbana Shalom than not doing something negative. He's kind of saying Sur Meira is there for the Tov, but the Asay Tov is what's driving things. And it's true in a relationship, now I'm adding, between a man and a woman. Baruch Hashem, my daughter got married last week, and I've also been at four other weddings in the last uh, four days. And, you know, it's a very dramatic moment of Arison. That dramatic moment of Arison is very much focused on what's not allowed. That's the bracha that the Masada Kedushin makes. You know, sometimes at weddings, people think things are very romantic. They're just talking about <coughs> obligations and contracts like the Ksuba. I haven't seen too many people cry during the reading of the Ksuba. But it doesn't mean it's not important because these are restrictions and conditions that are imposed in order to facilitate the assay. But if you actually look at the Birchas Nisuin, that's when you start seeing the more positive. So the Ramban says assay is actually more important to the development of a Jew's relationship with Hashem than the low assays. Now this doesn't mean that we tell everybody to violate Shabbos, but what it does mean and this is true with any assay, that the assay itself really could go a long way in developing your connection with the Rebona Shalala. And that's what you see many people who've been turned on to Shabbos because of the assays. Some are turned off because of the lowest assays, maybe they're not educated properly or they didn't process it properly. But the assays are extremely important. The Ramban, at the end of that piece, says the proof text to it from the Torah 
is why we have this general concept of Asei Dochelosase. It's incredible. It's not incidental. It's what actually drives Asei Dochelosase is let's go back to the Brist situation. That the cutting off of this uh, Mila, of this Saras, which is a Losase, is allowed to be done in order to create the Asei of Brist Mila. Where would you be without a Brist Mila? Where would that be for a man without the brismila and the relationship with Hashem? So the Gemara comes along and says, why don't we use the same thing here? It's a good kasha. So I'll give you the Gemara's answer the way mo- most Rishonim explain it. And most Rishonim say, listen, this is not a forced situation where the man has um, the assay of Velocielo Isha should actually win out over the Losase. Now you could argue that it's not what I perceive according to the Ramban, it doesn't have the romantic aspect. Because Velocielo Isha here is to basically make the marriage in a stuck situation. And even if the woman has the choice, you wouldn't say that this is as romantic as keeping of Shabbos. But the Pashib Shad in the Gemara is it's not a forced I say because this woman has the right to say I don't want to marry you and what we end up doing in this situation where she has an excuse is kind of the community you look at the lesson of Rashi the community gets behind her and says listen this is not the type of marriage you want to be in you have potential to have a marriage not one that's imposed on you but one that you really choose to be involved in the other Rishonim who explain it differently, you look into the Rambam, the Rashba, etc. But the main reason why I'm really presenting this in such detail is to, to respond to the questions that were asked. And in this little discussion, we took care of some of the laws of Ones, um, as well as Asedo Chalos Ase. As we saw, the laws with Mefate are uh, a bit different. In the case of Mefate, you are not um, forced to marry the individual. You still would have to pay the kanas, but you're not forced into that situation. Ones is considered to be a much a worse case. I do want to point out one qualifier to something I said before that's found in Akronim. I was actually at a chasana this week with uh, Rabbi Shirley Bronstein. Rabbi Shirley Bronstein is very popular dafiomi. Shear. I don't know with Dafiomi Shear what's the number one Shear, but I, I hear Shear is extremely popular. He's in Lakewood, and uh, I've heard some of his Shear. He's good friends with uh, our dear congregant Rabbi Weil. See, he pointed out that the mitzvah of there's no chiyuv for an ones to marry to for sorry there's no chiyuv for mefata the one who does the seduction to keep the wife forever. But let's say he decides he wants to do it. He feels responsible. Maybe her reputation is ruined. So there are achronim who say there's a kiyam of the mitzvah of Velosi Elisha. It's very, to me, that was a big chiddush. There's no chiyam, but there is a kiyam, which is something that could exist in other mitzvahs. You talk about tzitzes, right? Tzitzes is only a chiyam if you're wearing Dalit Confos, if you're wearing Dalit Confos, you end up getting a Kiyom 
today, obviously, the minhag is, to, is for everyone to wear tzitzes, whatever you're wearing, you know, for men. So, and again, you can't really challenge this because this seems to be his will being imposed on her because, again, it's going to be up to her. She always could get out. She could get out of the Ones case both before marriage and after marriage. And that would be true. So it's not like we have to worry only about this guy's Olam Haba and his Char. But if for me, that's a Chesed. And again, being the seduction case, which we never really spelled out exactly what's happening. We are assuming that he's in a greater position of power or else it would be uh, 100% consensual both ways, and it wouldn't be called, it would be a Mises a Znus, as even with a Jew, according to the Rambam. So there is some taking advantage of the woman that is happening in the case of the Mufata, but he always, she always has the right to resist the marriage, and even if married, and to these Achronim that say he gets a Kiyom, mitzvah, to get out of it at uh, will, you know, with the basic times of how you could get out of a marriage. But keep in mind, there are others who say, no, we're only issuing kanas, and we're not discussing the question of chiv when it comes to a woman who is uh, seduced. I wanted to discuss a couple of Rambams that serve as a good framework for this Gemara. And as we pointed out earlier, in this Masechet, especially in this parak, you have two types of payment. You could have a restitution payment and you could have a uh, kanas. The kanas doesn't necessarily match up with the exact damage that was done. And what I'm going to do just in uh, the second part of our talk today, I want to show you a contrast between kanas and we'll take boshes which is going to be very individualized. The Rambam tells us in the second parak of Hilchos Nara Basula, that's where you find many of these halachos, other places as well, that when it comes to kenas, the 50 shekel that we talk about, the uh, Nara, it doesn't matter whether she's a Bas Kohen Gadol or a Stam uh, person, but it's not only learned out According to the Rambam from a pasuk, Hamishim Kesav Shel Kenas Heim Deme Hanos Shchiva Bilvad. It's for the Hana of the relations that the man has with the woman. Now, what happens in a pitoy situation? Vchayev Hamafata, and when it comes to the Mafata, the seduction, where she is technically willing. Litain, so therefore, Vachayev Hamafata, Litain Bosha Supagam, Yeser Alakanas, Hakatsuv Betora. My point over here is really focusing on the Kanas, that since it's Mefata, Mefata is not, as I pointed out again, it's not a full meeting of the minds, it's a seduction. We assume a number of times in Halacha, when someone is tricked or seduced into doing something, even though the action may appear to be 100% okay, but you look at the motivation in the background. Another example of this is in Dine Mominus, what's called the 10th of the Aseris Hadibras. 
you see the tenth of the Aseris Hadibros, which we call Lo Tachmot. <coughs> if you look in the Gemara, and this is the way it's brought down in the Rambam, it's not just a Lo Sisavich. It's not just that you desire something. There's actually a taking of it. That was a big discussion between the Rambam and the Raivet. But my point is, you could end up with an actual taking and you still could violate Los Achimot. You kind of convince a person, you put pressure on someone to sell you that item. You pay them full value, there still could be a violation. So that's what I wanted to stress from this Rambam over here. Now there is a difference here between the Ones and the Mafata when it comes to the Tsar. Because remember, we have, in, forget about a Kanaz case, in a regular Chovel Mazi case, a damaging case, you know, where somebody smacks someone, you have the possibility to pay Nezik Tsar Sheves Replay Boshes. Here you have an additional thing called a Kanaz. So when it's the Ones, the guy still has to pay for his pleasure, his Hana, but we're assuming that she doesn't have Tsar. And what's important here to point out is the Chamishem Kanas is not for Hartzar. You hear the difference? When it comes to Ones, he's paying her for Hartzar. There's no Tsar when it comes to Pitoy. But his 50, oh, the Kanas, is not just that he's raping or seducing. Sorry, it's not just that he's raping. It's what he's gaining from the rape, yeah, and the seduction as well. Tsar is only going to be focused on her. It's a very important distinction to make. And again, it's a, it's a broader issue in halacha. That's why I'm spending time on it. Now, there are, just to, to finish up, <coughs> there are going to be some differences between a chovel umazi case and a um, case of rape, even when it comes to some of the other payments that are required. So I'm going to read to you Rambam. It's a difficult Rambam. Okay, how do we, you'll see the Rambam is difficult, especially when we contrast it with the Rambam in Chovel Mazik. So how do we how do we estimate shame? You know, even today in this in the secular court system, in addition to restitution, you know, they call it uh, suffering, and this includes physical suffering, mental suffering, and uh, sometimes that's a big part of a settlement of a judgment. So this is the Rambam Perik Beis, second Perik of Nara Basula, Halacha Dalit. Ketzat Shaman Haboshes Hakolafi Hamavayish Rahamit Bayesh. It's the exact opposite of the Kanas, which has a fixed amount. We look at the social status of the person who is doing the embarrassing, let's call him the raper over here, and the woman who is raped. Sheino Dome Mavayish Nara Hashuva, that we don't compare someone who rapes, embarrasses a woman who comes from a very prestigious, well-known home, umishvacha miyuchasa, a very uh, family with very strong uh, lineage, lemavayish katana aniya bezuya, to someone from a lower economic social status. Now again, this may not sound fair, but it's not going to the kanas, it's going to the level of shame. I don't know, you'd have to speak to psychologists today to figure out whether this is true, but uh, this seems to be the halacha anyway, and it's going to be where we'd have to surrender our uh, understanding of society to the halachic way in this situation. I assume so. 
Again, not everything here is, is going to be implemented without Bezdin, but some of these halachas are still going to be relevant. And then the Rambam says, We look not only at the status of the victim, but also the status of the attacker. And we don't compare the status, you can't compare if it was a chashuv person or it was a person who's known as one of the lowlifes. Now the question that the Rambam leaves us with, which uh, gives the commentaries on the Rambam a, light, a lot of excitement, in the first case we understand the payments less if it's a woman who doesn't have the same level of reputation. <clears throat> but who pays more? The man who has a greater reputation or the man who has less of a reputation? What's more embarrassing for the victim? So I want to read to you another halacha, and then we'll come back to it. The Rambam, in Hilchos Chose Gumazik, where he's discussing a regular punching situation, a violent case, where there's also going to be boshes, this is in Gimel Aleph of Chove Mazik. He says over there that the Rambam holds that the embarrassment suffered at the hands of a base person is more severe. That's when it comes to damaging, like to a, a lower economic status, social status person. But the Rambam doesn't spell that out over here. So what I wanted to suggest, when it comes to fighting physical, a weaker type of person, and again, it doesn't mean he's physically weaker, but to get beat up by a uh, lower, and I, I use this term with quotations, part of society, that would be more embarrassing that the more advanced type of person can't defend themselves. When it comes to rape, it could be the opposite is true. That to be raped by a manuva is one thing, but to be raped by a person who's very prestigious would really make this person feel even lower. So again, there's a lot of speculation over here in the uh, Mepharshim, but these are some of the things that have to be analyzed. Now, we're going to continue on the next daf, a little more details about Onesim Afata and a general issue of, it's, this is the very top of uh, Mem Aleph, what happens if a woman comes to the Bezdin? There's no Edus, and she says, I was raped or seduced. What's going to happen? Have a great week of learning.